Hey guys, it's Keon, and today I'm going to be talking about Michael Chandler, who is coming off of a defeat to Dustin Poirier at UFC 281. And in classic Michael Chandler fashion, it was a very exciting fight. And you got to give him credit for putting on a show every time he has stepped into that octagon. It just seems like at this point, you are guaranteed your money's worth when Michael Chandler is on a pay-per-view card. And that in itself is huge. And look, aside from him being very entertaining in this fight, he also did a lot of things that had him winning. He started off very strong right away, pressured Dustin immediately, and you could tell that Dustin was having troubles. And even when Michael got caught, he still kept going, which just shows how tough he is. Now, what I will say is that in round two, he actually did the smart thing because he was still hurt after getting rocked by the end of the first. So he decided, hey, I'm going to use my wrestling skills to bring this fight down. And that's what he did. And for most of the second, he was controlling Dustin. Dustin on the ground, throwing shots from above, attempting submissions. Yes, Dustin had his moments on the ground as well, but overall, I would say Michael was controlling a bulk of the action. And then that continued in round three. He brought the fight down again, and the fight was still very entertaining. But at the same time, he was fighting smart. Unfortunately, it was too little too late because he expended a lot of energy in the early rounds. And because of that, Dustin took the opportunity to lock up a rear naked choke that forced him to tap. And that's the problem with Michael. Chandler. He is a very good fighter and he puts on an entertaining show whenever he steps in there. But I feel like he tends to focus more on being entertaining. And because of that, yes, a fighter can still win while being entertaining, but it's not going to be as easy or as efficient. If Michael just focused on winning, he would have brought the fight down at the start of the fight and basically just done that for all three rounds. And I get it. Yes. Would we be saying that fight was as entertaining as it was if he did do that compared to him rushing Dustin right away and just throwing bombs? Maybe not, but at the same time, Michael has been vocal about wanting to fight for the title again, wanting to become a UFC champion. And the problem right now is that he's confused about what kind of fighter he wants to be in the UFC. Does he want to be the money fighter or does he want to be the champion? Because the thing is, Michael has the skills to do it. He has given all of his opponents in the UFC, even in defeat, a lot of troubles. That fight with Charles Oliveira knocked him down before he got knocked down himself and finished. That fight against Justin Gaethje, yes, Justin was controlling most of the action for the most part, but Michael was staying in there and had some moments of his own. And now this defeat to Dustin Poirier looked very good early on, but used way too much energy. And because of it, it costed him by the end. So he's very good, but I feel like he tends to sway away from the game plan at times because he's so into the moment. And I get it. It's been a long time coming for him after years as a Bellator fighter. He wants to make the most of it in the UFC, but the problem is that he can't have it all. He wants to be that entertaining fighter. He wants the fans to like him. He wants to be a popular name in the UFC. But then at the same time, he wants to reach the top of the promotion as well. And that's easier said than done, especially in the the lightweight division where these guys are very good. So I could understand the sentiments that people who support Michael are feeling and where they want him to win fights, but at the same time, he doesn't fight the smartest at times. He fights to be fun, and that's great. Don't get me wrong. And that in itself is building him a legacy, but with him talking so much about wanting to capture UFC gold, it's not going to happen if he sways away from trying to win the fight. Because this defeat to Dustin is another example of how he could have won the fight had he made smarter decisions. But once again, I understand how it feels 
to have a crowd cheering for you, rooting for you, and wanting to tune into your next fight because win or lose, you put on a show. But now that he is two and three in the UFC, he's really in a tough spot, especially when it comes to wanting to fight for the title. Michael himself said he feels like he's one fight away from getting a title shot, but in my opinion, I don't think that's the case. His only two wins are to Dan Hooker and Tony Ferguson. Dan Hooker, yes, impressive win, quick knockout in the first, but although Dan is coming off an impressive win at UFC 281 as well, he too isn't the same prospect that many were excited about at that point when he fought Michael. And then with Tony Ferguson, we all know Tony is past his prime. And even in that fight, Michael was having troubles in the first round. So I don't want to take away from Michael Chandler because he is a very good fighter and he is a very exciting one. But I just don't think he's focused enough on wanting to win. Of course he wants to win. Of course he says that. But I feel like he gets caught up with wanting the crowd to cheer for him. But now he's in this position where, like I said, I don't believe he's one win away from fighting for the title. I think he needs at least two or even three. And at the age of 36, time is ticking for him. After his defeat to Charles, he said, by this time next year, I'm going to be fighting for the title again. That was in May of 2021. We're in November of 2022 right now, and he has a long way to go, especially when you consider the fighters on the come up and the fighters who are already on the top. This division is stacked. And yes, popularity could help Michael quite a bit in situations like this, but he also has to win. So at this point, my question is, what's next for Michael Chandler? And a fight he has been calling out after this defeat to Dustin, and one that he's been calling out for a while now, is one with Conor McGregor. And don't get me wrong, I love that fight. It would be a huge fight, and even Michael said it himself. Conor McGregor's return against an exciting fighter like Michael Chandler would do big numbers. But the problem is, where the hell is Conor McGregor? He's finished filming a movie. He left the USADA testing pool and he has bulked up to a massive size, a size which I truly don't believe he'll get back down from, which means his days at lightweight, in my opinion, are over. If Connor was to return at this point, it's going to be at 170. And hey, maybe Michael would be willing to move up to welterweight to take that fight, but he can't keep hoping for that fight to happen when Connor's timeline is so unclear. The guy does not have to fight anymore if he doesn't want to. So if he decides to say, hey, I retire, I'm done, Michael is just going to be waiting for nothing. I'd love for him to get that fight, but I'd also love for him to look at other options. And the thing is, at this point, there's no options for him against fighters that are ranked above him. Dustin was that last top five option for him, in my opinion. He already lost to Charles Oliveira, to Justin Gaethje. A fight with him and Benil Dariush wouldn't make sense at this point either. So now, Michael is in a position where he has to fight down. And the problem is all the guys ranked below him are not only up and comers, but they're also unfavorable matchups for him. Fighters like Rafael Faziev, Matosh Gamrot, Armin Sarukian, Jalen Turner, even someone like Hanato Moikano, I think will give Michael troubles. And the thing is, I don't think Michael wants to take any of those fights simply based on name value. I know he wants to fight the big names in the division, which is great, but the problem is he's fought most of them already. He could have fought more bigger names had he beaten Dustin Poirier, but the options are slim now. The only one that really makes sense, in my opinion, is a fight with Rafael 
Rafael Dos Anjos. Rafael is coming off of a defeat to Rafael Faziev and is still in the top 10 at lightweight. If Michael wants someone in the top 10 and a fight that is more favorable to him compared to most other fights at 155 right now, then I would say fight Rafael Dos Anjos. Try to get your momentum back, put on an exciting fight or performance, and then you could start talking about wanting to fight for the title again. Because if he's still on this mindset of if all he needs is one more fight to get a title shot, beating Rafael Dos Anjos is not going to do that. But aside from that, I just don't think there's any other good options for Michael Chandler if he wants a win and a win over someone who has a relatively big name. Rafael Dos Anjos doesn't even have the biggest name, but at least he's in the top 10. The only other option I'm thinking of at this point is going to be against an unranked fighter. And I'm going to say it, Paddy Pimblett. That would be a huge jump for Paddy and a huge drop off in competition for Michael. But it is a favorable fight for Michael, in my opinion, at this point, because Paddy hasn't built that momentum into the top 15 yet. Maybe after Paddy's fight against Jared Gordon, if he wins, he'll move into that top 15. And then that fight may be more enticing to Michael then. But even if that doesn't happen, in my opinion, I think Michael should take that fight because Paddy is a huge name right now. And I think there's a good chance that he could beat Paddy. So maybe he waits and sees if Paddy wins his next fight and then lobbies for that one. But aside from those two options, I think everything else is going to be a tough option for Michael Chandler. And because of that, his path to the title is going to be difficult. But hey, in the end of the day, the guy puts on a show. And even if he never wins UFC gold in his MMA career, he will be remembered as one of the most entertaining fighters in the promotion's history. But what do you think? What's next for Michael Chandler? And do you think he could make another run to the title? But that's a lot for now, so I'll see him on my next one.